Welcome to episode 10 of Music to Our Ears. Your hosts are here back in the place, Mr. Drew and Miss Lou. And we're here to serve you up with your weekly dose of left field commentary on the big issues of the day in the urban music world. Did you like that intro? Yeah, it was cool. That's good to hear. So episode 10. Whew, we made it. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Ooh. We were meant to feature Mini Drew and Mini Lou, but um, they're in bed. It's a late night sesh. Yeah, that would have been our surprise to you all. But I'm sure they'll make an appearance in the forthcoming episodes. I like the way you drop that. It's like, uh, it reminds me of when I used to call those late night. I don't actually know where you're going. I don't know where the the final destination is with these lines that you're dropping. Um, but I'm just going to attribute it to the fact that it's quite late at night right now. And you probably are tired. But whatever time of the day or evening you are listening to this podcast, we appreciate your ears, don't we, Miss Lou? For real. Please hit that five-star rating. Give us a review. We'll shout you out. And also, if uh, you're listening on any other channel, make sure you follow us so that you get alerts as soon as the latest episode is available for you to consume. Yeah, got to do that, peeps. So last week was... uh, an interesting one. We had the Stormzy versus Wiley Beef. We didn't expect such an explosive start to 2020. I know, it's amazing. Thoroughly, thoroughly entertaining. Loved it. But speaking of explosive, new album by Eminem, released on Friday last week, or this week, as we record, music to be murdered by, hmm, one or two controversial moments out of that. We'll get into that in a bit. We're also going to be asking, in light of K. Michelle's recent tweets about the state of R&B. If she's right, what's she saying about R&B? K. Michelle? Mm. I just think she's not really feeling the latest or newest members of the R&B community. I think she labelled them as boring or something. We're going to be finishing off with a big juicy topic that I'm really looking forward to getting my teeth into. What were you doing 20 years ago? 20 years ago, I think, was the best year ever for contemporary urban music and um, we're going to be going back through memories of that year to see what our top three albums are so that should be interesting so before that i've been seeing that beyonce has a battle going on with sainsbury's what's it all about oh dear Beyonce. it's quite funny and normally i don't like when people come for the queen but This is actually quite humorous in itself. So Beyonce released her next line for her clothing line, Ivy Park, her um, latest season partnered with Adidas. Massive on social media, incredible social marketing that's been done, which as I think now has, um, as we speak, all of her pre-sales and the pre-orders have sold out. Sold out within minutes, I believe. I think that's probably down to the social marketing that she did, including a host of different celebrities where they posted the video on Instagram of receiving their big orange box of new Ivy Park goodies. The likes of obviously Kelly Rowland, Lala, Janelle Monet, and Reese Witherspoon. They've become new pals since the Golden Globes. But if any of you've seen the new range... Basically, our folks down here at Sainsbury's thinks it 
it resembles quite like their uniform. She looks like a checkout girl. <laughs> oh, no. See, I don't think she looks like a checkout. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. No, she doesn't. And Fruit and veg. No, 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 she doesn't. Okay. <laughs> See, now I feel you're coming slightly for Queen Bee, so I'm going to have to just stop you there. But no, she doesn't. But I can definitely see why Sainsbury's are kind of <laughs> saying what they're saying. Is it Sainsbury's saying or is it it's, people's? It's the Sainsbury's Twitter admin. Oh. I thought it was quite clever the way Yeah, that, they is, did clever. It. that and is clever. And they knew that the, the bees... Oh, that's, is that what they're called? No, the beehive. Oh, my the God. The bees. What? The beavers. No, it's the beehive. <laughs> you don't know what it is. You're just trying to wind me up. It is quite funny. It is quite funny. But anyway, if it's, I, if I could afford man. some of those pieces, I would be definitely dripping in Ivy Park. But so you didn't receive a big orange box this week? I didn't receive no damn orange box, Beyonce. Gosh. Oh, so it's just your usual Amazon stuff coming through. Poor me. So she will be scanning to the left, to the left. That was Paul. That was Paul. But yeah, I'm going to have to say for that, Bance, boy, bye. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So anyway, good luck. Good luck with that, Beyonce. Surely you don't need any luck, but I love it. And I will be getting some when I can get my hands on it, maybe two years down the line when it's on <laughs> special offer sale, mid-season sale. In yeah. Bernardo's. <laughs> oh, you find some good stuff in charity shops. <laughs> Gotta look hard though. <laughs> Bernardo's. Man said Bernardo's. And that's so random. <laughs> Maybe not. Anyway, I saw you um oh, I saw you complaining today. Yeah. Muttering to yourself. Yeah. And it wasn't about me not having done the washing up. No. Yeah, it was about, it was about young Bane. Now, you know, as my partner for life, and my children know that I do ride hard for young Bane. I love, love a bit of young Bane, you know. At least you thought you did. Yeah, and then young Bane for me currently is temporarily cancelled. Sorry. Whoa. Yeah, I said temporarily though. Okay, so maybe cancelled sounds a bit permanent, but maybe he's suspended you know, um, because his new tune, Gang, shh, um, that he's released. I mean, I just, who, this is just so out of character. Who is young? This isn't Young Bane. Why is he releasing this type of ridiculous music? This is completely, I don't really think he's about that life. I'm used to him singing about needing time. You know, he wants a girl bad like Rihanna. You know, this isn't this is not what I what I signed up to, Young Bane. You know, I just the the video, I've only seen what, 25, 30 second snippet of the video and I was just appalled. It was absolutely terrible. You were appalled. I was appalled. It was a bunch of ridiculous ridiculousness. Try saying that after a couple of glasses I of know. Rose. I have had a couple of glasses of rosé. That's why I'm asking you to try saying oh. it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's 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 terrible. Um, it's quite unpleasant viewing, promoting gang culture. Um, he's basically jumped on on the um, he's jumped on the UK drill sound. Is that what only, it's called? Yeah, not only has he jumped on the sound, he's embraced themes that it tends to touch. You know, like with. Uh, Unknown T and all those guys. It's ridiculous. Like one of the lines in his song is, 
buy you a rolly, catch me a body. What? What do you mean? What do you, young Bane, you're not about that life, about catch me a body. Come on, let's be real, okay? Not long ago, you were singing Maximum to me, okay? Talking about, you know, the chick that you're with. and th- This is the young Bane that we know. This isn't about the catch me a body. What are you going on about? Come on now, let's be real. Get yourself together, okay? He's got too much fizz in his Lucasade, that one. He needs to get himself together, calm himself down and get back to what we know him for. To be fair, Young Bane fans know that he's one of the most versatile artists out there. But of late, I will agree that what we're used to isn't what we're hearing here. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. it's not what is needed, is it? I get all the artistic freedom. I get that. And I, I respect that, you know, and I understand that this is... This is the path he chose right now. I'm good with that. That's fine. I respect your well, decision. Clearly you're not. No, no, no. I'm good with the path. I respect his decision, but I just need to let him know that he is temporarily suspended until he can get back to what I know. And if he doesn't get back to what I know, then he's cancelled. And then that's just for me. I'm not going to downplay anybody that's riding for him like now with his current stuff, but it's just not for me. And he would have to be cancelled out from my car stereo as well that's 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 big that is big right that's really damaging going to be really damaging for you young bane so that's that's all i'm saying on that matter i'm i'm getting a little bit upset where it's really unnecessary <laughs> it's not really necessary to get this um engrossed but that just displays how yeah, how much it. i did like him yeah i can't well, just sorry to hear that well let's try and let's try and get you out of that state onto more positive <gasps> music gosh. music yeah. to be murdered by Eminem is his 11th studio album. He's got like artwork of Alfred Hitchcock with an axe and like two. What? Huh? What is that about? So I, th- I'm a bit confused. I'm confused too. I'm, but then at the his, same time, I'm I'm bothered. His his last album was forgettable, and he kind of got embroiled with this beef with Machine Gun Kelly. Who gives a whatever about Machine Gun Kelly? And he had the mini beef with Nick Cannon, which was a complete waste of time. Oh, come on. You can't really call it beef, can you? Okay. Disturbance. Um, But no one's really been speaking about Eminem when it comes to his music. Mm -mm. In the last five, six years, I'd say. So the last album came out in 2018 called Revival. Did it revive? Well, he really went for his critics. And he's still kind of going for his critics. Because he likes to remind people that he's one of the best MCs of all time, which he is. Ultimately, I'm not sure anyone really cares about Eminem anymore. I'm I'm not really fussed, um, to be frank, on um, Eminem. And um, I think that he's known for, when he first come out, he's known for those really, not weird, but questionable lyrics and talking about killing people. That's always been his thing, hasn't it's it? It's always I mean, been his thing. But I He think, even talked about murdering his wife. Yeah, he talked about murdering his wife. And I just think... Oh, this has come with a different angle now. This is now, you're now 2020. Do you know what I mean? What was, I was just about to say, what was fly back like 10, fly. 20 years you say ago? Fly, yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> what was dope? No. What was it's, great? It's a good thing that we've got our 20, <laughs> sorry, our 2000 segment later on. Because oh then you can God. drop phrases like fly. Okay, all and, right. And dope. Yeah, it's, I just think he needs to just come. Now he's coming out with the same angle. I'm just like, uh, yeah, okay, cool. But a lot of people aren't, yeah, loops, because they're upset. In particular, they're pissed off about a lyric on a track called Unaccommodating 
in which he boasts about his impact on hip hop. It's according to the BBC. Manchester Mayor Andy Burnham has I, now, hit out. Can I just say, yeah. Andy Burnham, Andy Burnham is a bad man. I love Andy Burnham. Okay. I've met Andy Burnham a few times and he's one of the most genuine MPs that I've ever met in my life. So big up Andy Burnham one time. You're getting distracted because Andy Burnham doesn't have an album out. It's sorry, Andy Burnham sorry. who's hit out at Eminem for a very hurtful and disrespectful lyric about the Manchester bomb attack. Remember from the Ariana Grande at the Ariana Grande gig at the Manchester Arena? Have you have you have you um said who Andy Burnham is? I said Manchester Mayor Andy Burnham. Did you say that? Yes, I did. And that's when you told me how how much you love Andy Burnham. All right, sorry. Anyway, let's take it away from Andy Burnham. Sorry. It's about Eminem. That was when he was an MP, though. I know he's still kind of... It's about Eminem. Welcome to the Eminem show. Okay, okay. It's a new album by Eminem. So what do you think? To be murdered by. Track that's causing upset. Unaccommodating. I think it's completely unnecessary. Okay. It's just pointless. I'll read you the lyric. Yeah, go That's ahead. That's causing the fuss. I'm contemplating yelling bombs away on the game like I'm outside of an Ariana Grande concert waiting. Mm. It's kind of like a, a loose, frivolous reference, which isn't a direct mocking of the situation, but there was just no need to mention it. Mm. You know? What bombs away at the game? Is he talking about the game? The rap game. Oh, the rap game. I thought not, he was talking not about the rapper. The game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, and this all comes back down to the fact he keeps needing to show that he's important, that he's relevant, that he's one of the goats. I mean, that last point is true. He is one of the goats, but I'm yeah. not quite sure how relevant he is. What's the last Eminem track you really liked? I don't know if it's a track. Feature. Okay. On, wasn't he a feature on, actually, I don't think that was official. I think that we just did that for an award show. When he came out on the Buster Rhyme performance. Oh, Rap God. No, it was Buster. Was it the one with Chris Brown? Look at me now. Yeah, I swear there was a Was he on a remix for that? I don't think it was official, but on when they performed it, he came out like and surprised everybody on an award show, American Awards. It might have been the B. It has to be an American Awards show because Chris Brown ain't going nowhere else. But um, yeah, and he comes out that that was a good. But I don't know if it was because oh, um, no one's seen him for a while, so it was more of like oh my gosh, it's Eminem. But I liked his um, original. I, not his original, sorry, his um, first album. I just thought that was very intelligently done. And um, I think that might be, if I put my hand on my heart and really think that that would have been, that would have been my my last time. I really was like, yeah. 1997? It must, yeah. It's 23 must, years ago now, are you sure? It must be that. I know every single lyric. From the majority of the songs on that album. Hold on, is that the one where it's... Forgot forgot about Dre? No. All right. That's from Dr. Dre's album, 2001. Shame. 
Shame. So that's that's the last album. That's the last song. Sorry. That's the last song. It's 1999 that one. now. Yeah. So you didn't like Stan? I mean, it was all right, but I think it got... Cleaned up my closet? Mm. My, mm. Mine is Love the Way You Lie. Nah, I like that collaboration with, with uh, Rihanna. Rihanna, yeah. That's a good 10 years ago. But is that because you like Rihanna? What's that got to do with it? Like, that's what I was... No, so I'm just asking. Is it because you... Are you not biased? Cause I don't think I'm biased. You've got a thing no. for Rihanna. I, look, that's not... Dude, you said it stuff. a few podcasts ago. Yeah, but you know. Anyway, okay, yeah. I mean, Stan was all right. Love the way, but, but yeah, I think it might be Forgot About Dre. Wowzers. Yeah. Sorry, Ems. Sorry about that, but I'm being real. I'm being real. That's not to say he's not an amazing artist. No, no, and definitely I think not. If you're one of those who listens to the albums, I think even you have to be honest with yourself. Even if there are moments of brilliance, there's not a whole lot. Mm-mm. I mean, that tune "Rap God" was nice, but even that, you know, it's going back a few years still. He's made a mistake here. I think he'll come to with this see current that. album. No, going back to the the track that's causing the upset. Oh right, okay. unaccommodating. I mean, how do you feel about that 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 lyric? Yeah, I I that stirs up a different type of emotion that I wouldn't expect to feel. When Why do you think he's done song. it? Um, I I don't know. Has he got beef with Ariana Grande? Has he got beef with most pop princesses? <laughs> Is he still? You know, going on that old chestnut, bringing up that about different. I don't know, but I don't understand. I don't know why he done it. I don't know, but it's not. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it is completely unnecessary. There was just absolutely no need for it, and um, it's completely insensitive. And yeah, I can un- I can completely understand people who are getting upset by that. It's, it's completely justified for them to be upset and. It's just ridiculous, I think. It's just silly. It's silly. So now, you know, with this, just by going on the artwork for his new stuff, I'm now I'm starting to give Eminem the side eye. Like I give, he should have outgrown it, shouldn't he? He's a 47-year-old man. Yeah, so this is why I'm going to look at him sideways like I look at Quentin Tarantino. I think well, something's not right there, guys. Something's not right there. They're going to do something or something's going to happen to them that, you know. I hope these are not prophetic words. Yeah, I hope so too. But, boy, I don't think they're just, nah. So for me, Eminem, that's how how I'm describing that. It just seems, he's he's the ultimate attention seeker, isn't he? In hip hop right now. Because he's he's, uh, made quite a few references on this new album to... Serial killers. This is what I'm saying. Man, please, everybody needs to give him a side eye. People who we may not be so familiar with on this side of the pond, but um, he's managed to upset us over here, but or upset people over here. But over in the States, he's kind of adopted this motif that will inspire really painful memories for people in his own country. And I just thought he would have outgrown it by now, if I'm honest. Clearly not. Clearly not. If he's referencing serial killers, come on now. This is... Someone go check on Eminem. Go check on him, please. But I think he does tie up the album at the end with... um, A disclaimer. Some kind of moralistic disclaimer. 
or reference to the fact that guns are bad. But there you go. I don't care too much. But you shouldn't have done that track. Yeah, I don't care. Wasn't a good idea. I I think how I sum that up is... You got something on. on your teeth? Kiss my teeth, yes. Mm. Move on. You're so Jamaican. <laughs> so, you say move on, but you're introducing the next one. What's the next I don't know. I know I'm not. I don't even know what's going on. Okay, take a sip of your rosé and yeah. tell me about K. Michelle. Mm. K. Michelle. You know, I have a little bit of love-hate relationship with K. Michelle. Right now, I'm on the love side. Like, I do like her. I do like her a lot. Um... She used to annoy me a bit when she's going on about Idris, okay, all right, you dated, okay, didn't work out, like, move on, man's moved on, man's married, he's doing his own thing. But um, now, um, and then she drops the old, you know, oh my God, I learned this from R. Kelly, my mentor, my mentor, all right, okay, this she's is not the right. She's still banging on that R. Kelly yeah, drum. Yeah, it's not really the climate to be talking about that, come on, let's just stop. But I'm liking, I'm liking tracks from her new album. That's not released yet. Releasing the thirty first of January. Monsters are humans, um, or monsters are monsters are humans too, um, and a lo- I think this a single has dropped from that called Rain, which is doing quite well over the other side of the pond, stateside, and I just think she's you know she's she's very very entertaining, so you know those. Those listening might be familiar with Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. I'm an avid watcher of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. So she's on that. Um, that's the Ray J one, guys. In case you didn't know, there's quite a few of them. New York, Atlanta, <laughs> Miami, there's loads. But she's on the Hollywood one. And um, on there, they show a bit of her, you know, um, her personal kind of life. So she's currently looking or has a surrogate because she wants to have more children so she's um a a surrogate sorry a surrogate is carrying her children and this they show kind of the trials and tribulations kind of that very entertaining but also what's very entertaining which you find out more around on that show is her her move to country music (laughs) that's wild (laughs) what's she doing because she says that's what she grew up on she actually grew up on country music but then she made quite a bold statement, but thoroughly entertaining to watch, where she said, you know, she, I don't give a damn. I can sing better than any white person singing country. I can sing country better than any white person. Like, I was like, whoa. Had she been okay. sipping on a couple of roses? I, like I don't know what she was sipping on. But I was, I was hooked watching that. And then you saw her do a few country songs and so forth. But I don't think there is. It's not on this album. She did say she was going to, I think she says after this album, she's going to, she's going to be a full fledged country artist after this album drops. But guys, her single Rain, which is a sample of the banger, the classic new edition tune, heavily featured on Best Man Holiday. Big tune. Anyway, she's come out um, with that, but her 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 one's just she's a little bit sexier, you know. <laughs> but I'm not mad at it. It's not so much explicit, you know. There's the sexual connotations there, but the way she delivers it, I'm all for it. I'm definitely here for it. So big up, K. Michelle. But you know, she is one of those explicit R and B. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this I this mean, one her, is her all recent, right. Her recent mixtape was not one 
off yeah, yeah, given. Yeah. Yeah. So we thank you for that autobiography, Miss Lee, but it's not the angle that we came in here to discuss. You kind of took what? it away from what? where I went to take it. Thank I went you. to take it to her recent spate of tweets launched a couple of weeks ago about the state of R&B. I want to know what you think about what she's saying. So she said, and I'm not going to do the voice, up early listening to new R&B artists. This is the best way to fall asleep. This shit has no soul and it's boring. It plays like one big lullaby. I'm so confused by it. Next tweet. Two minutes later. No one person, several. But they all fall in the same like demo singers. She says there's some really good singles out there. But the albums aren't very good, basically. And she goes on and on. And there's about seven or eight tweets telling us how much she likes Mary J. Blige, all that business. So question for you is, is she right? Is new R&B big pile of doo-doo with no soul, with a few good singles? Um, Possibly, in her mind, or in her... Because if you think about it, we don't... She probably is exposed to quite a bit than us. She's probably exposed to new artists coming out, record companies probably hitting her up to try and work with or, you know, feature on or try and sign up, you know, to... So she's probably like inundated with a lot of new music i would say the opposite that she wouldn't be i would say she may be inundated with a lot of new music and exposed to it being in the industry and what have you i think that's your point you're making yeah but has she heard of her i don't know maybe she's but, seen scissor but can i but her i find her boring oh sorry man, we're gonna have a problem sorry i don't i'm it's like i don't Scissor, yeah, I'm, I'm all for her. I can get it. I get it. Understand? But her, I just, it's a bit like. But listen, I'm not disrespecting her as an artist. Like, for example, I love Alicia Keys. I don't disrespect her as an artist, but she's boring. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent. She's dull. She, it's dull just, as ditch water on a dreary day in Derby. Sure. Oh, okay. I wouldn't go as that far, but as. You love going that alliteration to a, there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As going to a concert, that was... I'd never do that again. Um, it was a snooze fest. Yeah. I liked it when she went on Jonathan Ross that time and bent over the piano. <sighs> okay. Anyway, so the point I'm trying to make is I don't dislike her and I don't... Um, I'm not disrespecting her as an artist. I'm just saying, for me, I find her boring um, but that's just me. She's not my cup of tea kind of like that but I do respect that she you know, that she is a good um, artist. Scissor, I don't know, I just find she fits my personality more in terms of what I like. There's a bit more about her that I'm... Maybe it's because she doesn't hide behind glasses. I know hers got this thing of she doesn't like to reveal her face, her full face and, Here's and another all thing. that. I don't know if it's that's, that's what plays into it. I have no idea. Whether she's right or wrong, here's one thing to consider. K. Michelle's music isn't all that anyway. What makes her better than... Seven Streeter. She's more. She's more entertaining. Um, record sales maybe. Um, and she's more entertaining. I'm not talking about sales. Talking about quality of the music. You you just said what makes her better than Seven Streeter, and I've just said I've given you a reason. Record sales. That was that's what makes her better. Rain it in, lady. Look, she's talking about (laughs) the quality of R and B and the fact it sends her to sleep. Her music sends me to sleep. Oh come on. What makes her better than Keisha Cole? Well, Keisha. What makes her better than Keisha Cole is that. I like Keisha Cole, but she came for she came for Queen B. So are you sure you're 
I've got opinion a... isn't being coloured by the fact that you find her entertaining on this love and hip hop program. No, I find her. Yeah, I do find her entertaining on love and hip hop, but I do find her as entertaining as an artist as well. And like her song, I do like her songs. I do like quite a few of her songs, to be fair. So, you know, I think I'm. I think my opinion's quite valid here, and I can understand where she's coming from. That's how she might feel. I mean, there's only a handful of decent. Now, when I what I class as decent R and B or quality R and B is goes back to our first episode of the podcast, where for me R and B music is about great vocals that take you somewhere kind of emotionally and yeah they can be sexual but not overt overtly sexual there's a bit of connotation in there now i know k michelle does have some she is quite explicit in some areas most areas no not really because some because some of her songs are are all right she's i think she's narrow-minded okay because, I don't. Because I, I don't think, as an artist, you should ever get to that stage where you're like, oh, everything out there is boring. Particularly if you live in a glass house and your music isn't all that anyway. No, she's, don't, she's, I don't think you should say that. Well, that has, that. That's your opinion. Well, or, or just have a disclaimer. Summer Walker, uh, Tiana Taylor, her mentioned already, Scissor, uh, Mahalia, Janae Aiko. All these guys are doing great things with oh, their music. Oh, come on, Janae Aiko. They're pushing she's, the music forward. She's boring. Janae Aiko is a mood. A boring mood. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a, she, my feelings towards her is the same as her. She's one of the best songwriters out there. A songwriter? Yep. Okay, a songwriter. Kay Michelle is like a budget Kalani. She's like uh, an impoverished Keisha Cole. Okay. Any anything else you got there? You're being way harsh on her, and that's um, I think you know that. My point here is, if you pass judgment, make sure that you're not there to be judged yourself. But she did say it's new, new R and B artists she's listening to. So this, this, I think this is completely backs what I was saying I think that she has been given new new artists to listen to she's not talking about those that are currently I've given you loads there. of new new R&B artists she's talking about what she's listening to on radio she doesn't or say on radio her playlist you don't know if it's from radio it could be what I'm saying she doesn't say radio it's to new R&B what she's artists talking about. the best way to fall asleep it's just, you don't know new as in what's out there now you don't know it could be it could be music that's been sent to her that she's trolling through. Well, you wouldn't even talk about it because you don't know <laughs> if it's going to be successful. Who these people are? It's not. A, it's yeah, not but she's not naming names. You're trying to provoke me. Let's move on. Yeah, she's not naming names. K Michelle, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You go ahead, girl. You go ahead. Well, let's see what you think of her album when it comes out. You know, I've heard three songs from it so far, and I'm I'm sold. You can't be sold on three tracks. Okay, well, I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. Hmm. I'm intrigued. You're intrigued? Let's see if you're impressed okay. when the final product hits our streaming sites. That was really... We shall see. A really, I think that was... You were quite hard on her there. That's not... Well, she was quite hard on new artists. Okie dokie. But going from new artists to some of our favourite artists, it dawned on me... As we entered this new decade of 2020, the noughties is actually old school now, officially. Maybe for you. 
No, it's actually old school. Mm-hmm. It's 20 years if you go back to the start of the last decade. Sorry, if you go back to the start of the noughties, 20 years. Okay. And I was thinking to myself, at the time, you may or may not remember this, I was working in my first job out of uni at a music magazine, Echo Magazine. didn't know you then, darling, so... Okay, well, I've told you the story. So act like you know. So that was an amazing time for me because I was out interviewing artists every week. I was going to gigs. I was just being exposed to a wild and wonderful life, some of the stories I can tell you. But that to one side, what are you laughing for? That's how you wooed me. Indeed. <laughs> some of the stories I can tell you. <laughs> no, you, you didn't You didn't say that because that wouldn't have wooed me. But you wooed me by your exposure to different music artists i did not expose myself to any music artists oh but back gosh. in 2000 there was some great music coming out and there was rubbish music too there's was, was always rubbish music <laughs> what i'm saying is this could have been the best ever year in contemporary urban music wait a minute why in my head have i got ring 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 myself funky trick oh my goodness <laughs> Memphis, Aaron, Aaron, what? Aaron Soul? Aaron Soul. I, <laughs> I was DJing at a club and I met him and he told me that he's got new material out. Shout out to Aaron Soul. Stop laughing, please. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> he didn't send it to me. Why? Because he couldn't ring, ring, ring me. <laughs> I didn't pick up. Oh my gosh. That was, I don't know why that came to my head. I just remember see, hearing that tune and seeing him perform. I just thought, I don't think this is this is for him. This, is, this isn't the way to go. This isn't it. It's not this it. isn't it. I think we're not that nice if we record late at night. Why? It's just, you know. Sorry, it sorry. feels a bit... <laughs> a bit angsty. A bit tense, a bit angsty. <laughs> accusatory no no no, but i'm laughing i'm laughing whilst i'm delivering the (laughs) surely that cuts something but yeah you're right go go sorry go 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 ahead go ahead so the year 2000 i put it to you miss lou that this is the best year in modern contemporary urban music it was a year when neo soul was kicking off big style is a year when we still had great r&b artists delivering great albums it was a year when hip-hop was exciting and and uh, things evolve, but it is classic material across all genres um, when I look back. And I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to run down our top three albums from the year 2000. Big year. Massive year. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't appreciate how big it was. Looking at some of the albums that came out, that was Marshall Mathers' year. And I think that's the album that you meant that you liked of Eminem's, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, what's the what's that? What tunes has that one got on it? With Stan. Well, no, that's not what I meant. No. Bitch, please. Definitely no. You don't really want to with me. No, no. Sorry, I didn't like. I weren't really a massive fan of that album. So. That was his best album, anyway. Okay. Uh, In out, your opinion, Outcast, Stankonia. Hey, nope. yeah. <laughs> and um, well, name a tune from it then. Many, many more besides. <laughs> See, you don't, 
How did you? I don't do this off the cuff business. I told you it was twenty years ago. Okay, so how do you know that Hey Yard's not part of it? Could because you? that was Speaker Box Love Below, oh. two thousand three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, go on. So it's time, Miss Lou, to count down our top three albums from the year two thousand. Stop yawning. I know it's late. Am I going first? Yes. Okay. Number three for me is who is Jill Scott? Revolutionary. Do you know what my favourite track on that album? Which I don't even know if it was a track. It might have been a prelude. The one is it called Exclusive or Exclusively, where she starts when she goes, "Hello, hello, hello, hello." Do you know what I mean? I love. I just. I did my BA honours choreography module in dance. I choreographed to that that track. Great memories for me. But getting in the way made you feel some kind of way. Like that was one of those tracks. There's quite a few tracks in in music where artists will, they just take you there. You've never ever been there. You've never, probably never even experienced it in your life. But you you just get on there with them. I was like, yes, man. I'm going to take off my earrings too. Where's the Vaseline? Yeah. Yes. I just... I just, I was like, Jill, Jill, Jill took me. It was like the, f- I think it might be the first time I really, really received an artist using their voice as an instrument. Like it was, it was, it, it, her voice could be a whole band. Healing music. Big yourself up. That's definitely my number three. Don't Who forget is Love Jill Rain, Scott? the remix with Most Def. Oh, was it was he most deaf then? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good oh. selection. Yeah. Number three for me, I'm going to go for Slum Village, an album called Fantastic Volume Two. So Fantastic Volume One was like an underground project, made a bit of noise, but Fantastic Volume Two was an awesome record. So it had artists like Buster Rhymes on it, Q-Tip. So these oh. guys were essentially known as the new Tribe Called Quest. They never really hit those heights, but the quality levels of that album, undeniable. And most importantly, it was an opportunity for us to get to know one of the greatest hip-hop producers of all time, rest in peace, JD, a.k.a. J Diller. Straight out of Detroit, Slum Village. There's a track called Tell Me, which was <laughs> something else. Track with D'Angelo, Jinko Climax. It was like, it was romantic, aggressive, um, insightful, calming. It was like uh, neo soul hip hop. And JD, I actually got a chance to meet JD. And one of my big regrets when I look back on my time as a full time music journalist is I was in a piece for the New Nation newspaper. And the editor called me up and said, um, yeah, JD's in town this week. Do you want to go meet him? I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And um, spoke to the press officer and she said to me, okay, what would you like to do? <laughs> it doesn't happen like that. Usually they say, you're going to be in this hotel. You've got a 15 minute slot. Don't overrun it. The press officer said to me, what do you want to do? I was like, okay, why don't we, um, why don't we go record shopping in Soho? I haven't got one picture, one drop, <laughs> one 
tangible memory of that um that experience but again it's one of those looking back i'm like damn that was a privilege to spend time in his company i was with them for a good 45 minutes to an hour and this guy knows or knew so much about the origins of music he could talk to you about jazz artists the origins of hip-hop it's like it's a big education being in his presence so eternally grateful for, for that opportunity and kicking myself. I didn't actually make as much of it as I could. So yes, yeah, Slum Village, uh, fantastic volume two, all time hip hop classic. If you've not checked it out, please do yourself a favour. Didn't you meet Jill Scott then? Wasn't it the time when you met Jill Scott, wasn't it from? First time I met Jill, Jill Scott? Scott was at the Mobos. You know, when you're waiting in those those lines and they're passing through after... Oh, were you one of them? Yeah, yeah, I was one of those. You were one of them with the microphone. Well, with a, a recording device. <laughs> Cassette back in those days. And then I did actually get time with her when... This must have been a few months later. This might have actually been 2000. We were in Labrook Grove or Notting Hill in a bar and did a cover piece for Touch magazine. And she was amazing. Just like really, 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 really cool, humble, but brilliant spirit. That's a very difficult combination to pull off. And she did it. Yeah, and I do have a picture of that. Yeah. With my dodgy glasses. <laughs> okay. So for me, number two, I'm going to bring it back to the UK. For sure. It's got to be. Yeah. Born to do it. Craig David. CD. Come on. Should have seen it coming. What a wicked masterpiece, bad boy album that was. How you mean? And I say bad boy album because it attracted bad boys. Like he got interest from bad boy records, didn't he? Diddy was all over that. Um, But anyway, for the culture, for the country, yeah, that album has to be held, it forever held in high regard. Like you you can still sing those tunes today and it's like this is good music yeah when your children are on them tunes you know that this is timeless good music so i've there's no need for me to talk about singles from that album everybody with a decent musical bone or knowledge in them knows all of them tracks there but i just have to say salute Salute, Craig David. I have to salute you. Big, 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 big album. The Succinct. Nothing more to be said than that. For my number two, I'm going to go for Music Soul Child's first album. I just want to sing. No one can spell it. And everyone knows the single Just Friends. But. That was just the, it's the start, yeah? When I heard that, I knew we were onto a different kind of artist. And up until then, the whole Neo Soul thing had been kept in a bit of a stylistic straight jacket, if you like. You know, if you think back to, not to say it wasn't quality music, but think back to Maxwell's stuff and uh, D'Angelo's first album, etc., it was a sound, but Music Soul Child injected a lot of hip-hop in there, a lot of scratching and um, lots of interesting things he did with his vocals. 
and it was just a real down to earth trying to figure out love and relationships album a couple of really interesting songs one called 17 about dating a girl who <laughs> looked older than she was which is quite a brave record to make a tune called love oh my gosh it's probably my favorite track on the album what's the one about mary mary how could you go mm. oh my gosh yeah. yeah that is um i'm not even sure if it's a start to finish great album but it's one of those where there's enough great records on it and mm. as a body of work it was just sensationally good and refreshing soulful but with a hip-hop twist and i'm gonna go and listen to it again tomorrow so what have you got for us miss lou at number one 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 number one can be no other now this was quite hard because your number one album of the year 2000. It was hard because there's quite a lot of really good albums Loads. in the year 2000. And actually, I I did struggle with this one and, and Craig David, to be honest. But I, I, this just literally, it just edged it for me. And it's got to be Lucy Pearl because that's an album. Strong. That is a start to finish album. That album, oh my days. That album, in the year 2000, that was at the height of my going to the, the Tingdom Cars Southport Weekender. And boy, the memories had there. And then that album was literally the soundtrack. The soundtrack to many a Southport Weekenders. And then again, it's a classic it's, it was three, I think, unexpected musical giants come together and create this super group. Because, yes, Raphael Sadiq is a, he's a musical giant, but does everybody know that? I don't know. I don't they think so. They should do. Yeah, they, they should do, but I don't think they do. And Dawn from In Vogue, yeah, we all knew about In Vogue and so forth, but individually, were you really expecting that? It worked. And then you had... Ali Shaheed. Yeah. Mohammed. You, you would not think that they are, but musically, the three of them come together was just amazing, great, a, a really intelligent, authentic and very necessary blend that just worked. I know there's been so many calls for them to make another album, but I think that also, the fact they've only made that one album, I think that even adds more to, the, to it. Like, actually, I, I don't think I... I would want them to come back and make another album. It's kind of like, do we want it's, Coming to America Part 2? It's coming. It's, it's on its way. It's too late. It's too late for that one. It's like, do we want another... Do we want Lauren Hill to be educated? Do we want an education of Lauren Hill? No, we don't. We don't. Still miseducated. Yeah, just leave leave it there. A you lot just of want to leave it artists there. try that, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> do we want Confessions too? Do we want that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I just want a new, doggone, great album, Usher goodness sake why did you bring him up this is gonna get to me anyway but yeah so that's gotta be it has to be number one for me it's amazing amazing great you know what what i thought i knew my number one i changed my mind i'm gonna mention my would be number one i'm sorry joe joe thomas joe is one smooth ass mother Mm -mm. My name is Joe. Oh, what tunes is that on there again? You know he's got so much you great me- tunes. Remember, remember how it me. kicked off? Somebody got to be on top. Oh, 
oh, is that the table for two? And then table for two. <laughs> Thank God stutter. I found you with Mariah and Nas. Stutter? Stutter. Oy. Maybe his biggest single. But unfortunately, <laughs> I can only have one number one. So, oh, Joe, man. honorary mention to Joe and that incredible body of work. But for me, I've got to take it to another great male. Are we about to say another vocalist. level? <laughs> I was like, whoa. One, <laughs> that was 1997. Two. How many times have you interviewed Wayne? How many times you interview Wayne? You were always interviewing Wayne. It seemed like it's because I was doing his uh, his press material. I did his press kit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you hollered at me for that. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. Sorry, Wayne. I remember on one occasion saying, "Yeah, this song you've made sounds like," but yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't have said that. I was young and foolish. But um, let's take it back to my number yeah. one. Yeah, go ahead. The ladies loved him. The hip hop heads loved him. The new school, the old school, they all felt him. Dude, you're hyping the it greats. up way too. Come on now. I'm hyping it up because it deserves the hype. Well, because you're saying the ladies love. I thought you were talking about LL Cool J. No, 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 no. Oh, no, for no, goodness no, sake. No, no, no. It's the man. <laughs> D'Angelo. Voodoo. Ooh. Miss Lou, how does it feel? So How does it feel? Come on now. Come on, ladies, yeah. You know, you know when you did watch the video to Untitled, mm. you were trying to look down the screen, yeah, like you were going to see everything down I'm there. I'm glad I was not dating at that time. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When that video came out, when that song came out, I was in America. Hated that video. I was in America, yeah. Love that song. Um, I was at, it was called the BET Restaurant in Virginia. It's called the BET restaurant and they had the massive screens playing the songs. Listen, one, f- it was a massive restaurant, full to the brim. The song comes on, they play the video on the screens. All you see, all of the ladies, they must have just dropped their cutlery. <laughs> all you hear is, uh, 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 oh my gosh, yes, go to Angelo. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I would drink his bath water. Oh my God. Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was just, it was, but yeah. That was a little bit groundbreaking. <laughs> My one big regret, and some people listening to this Jeez. podcast who know me... Don't tell me you... ...will, will know. What? <laughs> They'll know. This show he did in 2000, I had a choice between DJing at this girl's house party and going to the gig, and I promised to do the house party. The house party was live, but I missed that gig, and he didn't come back for ages. <laughs> and everyone was like, this is amazing. I think it was at Brixton. But D'Angelo, he's had, I think, three albums. So he's a one album every nine-year average, I would say, <laughs> which, and is, and which is appalling. I know, and unfortunately, he doesn't look, he doesn't look like that anymore. Which is appalling. Well, I mean, it was 20 years ago. Yeah, I know. But, but um, like... the first album, Brown Sugar, monumental, mm. start to finish. And when you talk about seminal albums, in truth, that's probably the biggest one, the bigger one, I should say. And the biggest of his career. But Voodoo, just for the pure art, you could see how much time, effort, studying went into that. He recorded it at Electric Studios just to summon the spirit of Hendrix, for God's sake. Yeah, He got DJ Premier involved. Devil's Pie. What? 
What's that? What's that left and is it left what? and right? Left and right with meth and red. That that was my favorite song. Probably of that album. their best feature. That was my favorite. How song does that it album. feel? Uh, the cover of Africa. Um, send it on. You just let the music soak into your veins yeah. and transport you. Mm. Preach. You're not dealing with ordinary music here. No. Yeah. No. And again, it might be one of those albums which isn't great start to finish. It might be, but it doesn't matter because when it was yeah, great, might be. It, it was might awesome. Be. It was awesome, and Angie Stone was the only one that could say, mm, "That's just my baby daddy." That was all weird and stuff, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, I'd love off Angie Stone, but you know when you found out, yeah, that that's her baby father. They were together. You know, come on, all of you women, you know you thought, "Damn, I could have had a chance." I could have had a chance with D'Angelo for real. No disrespect, no, but I've done, yeah, it's, it's, that was, I, I agree. Okay, number one. He can just be number one for Untitled alone, the video of that alone. New Shoot. school soul with old school sensibility. He sent the nation of women in a frenzy. Just, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. The nation of women? Yeah. Which nation? Holy <laughs> them. I have to, I have to Woo. slap myself, yeah, because I didn't even mention Spanish joint. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, the album is just essential. Roy Hargrove, Rafael Sadiq, DJ Premier, um, oh, Questlove. What's wrong with me? This this album actually made. I think this album changed Questlove because after that he kept nagging him to <laughs> record new material. It took Questlove to a different place. It elevated him in terms of his status. D'Angelo Voodoo. When you think of albums of the year 2000, which was an essential year for R&B, hip-hop, soul music, this was, for me, peak. There's some other albums worth a mention, which uh, it's a shame we couldn't cram into our top threes, but, you know, there's only space for three. Mama's Gun, Erica Badu, uh, Jay Heartbreak, which I think was superseded by their next album, but still fantastic release. Um, Ghostface Killer, Supreme Clientele, for the hip hop fans that will love that. That was a year of Romeo Must Die as well. Oh, Aaliyah, rest in peace. She would have been forty-one last week. So that was the last time I interviewed Aaliyah over the phone. Two weeks before she passed away. Oh dear. Yeah. Aaliyah, Aaliyah is just. She's just my. She's just my whole teenage years. She. She's just. Damn man. That what? Uh, that is a loss. That is definitely a massive loss. Too. Dave Hollister of Blackstreet fame released Chicago '85, the movie, which was definitely in my top ten R&B albums. I'd say there was M.O.P. Warriors, Credible. Did we mention like Water for Chocolate? No, didn't. I didn't even mention like what of a chocolate. Another JD masterpiece. Common. Yeah, by Common. Country Grammar. Nelly. That was that was that was a very decent album by Nelly. But and uh, one more I mention is Jar Rule three three six between me and you and all that. So yeah, I would argue with anyone all day long who says that two thousand wasn't among the greatest years for contemporary urban music. Agreed. So what would you do if you get the call to interview K. Michelle next week? 
Are you going to still have bring that same energy to her? She will cuss you out. <laughs> and I'll be sitting there with my popcorn. Yeah, you tell him, Kay. <laughs> so you won't be back in your man. <laughs> no, come on, no, I ain't back. You'll be back in the van. <laughs> that was. Do you remember when you took me to interview Usher? Yeah. Mistake. <laughs> I said to you beforehand. Don't you dare ask him any horrible questions. Don't you dare tell him, you know, to to kind of say if he's better than Justin Timberlake or what. The, don't you dare ask him that question. If he gets angry with you, I'm gone inside. <laughs> what did you do? I asked him. He got pissed off. <laughs> I was mortified. I was mortified. I wanted to stand up and say, Usher, I'm, I'm, I'm not with him. Never okay. realised anyone's eyebrow could raise that high. <laughs> he was pissed off. He said, what do you think? so basically what i'm saying is yeah you're actually known you do bring the same energy that you do offline when you are interviewing i I, I, i'll give you that credit i appreciate you giving me the credit yeah but i would be quite interested to see that one other thing i appreciate is a five-star review and a nice comment for anyone that is listening to music to our ears right now because you know we're bringing the sauce. We're bringing the flavour. And um, we're doing it for you every week. So Stop. make sure you show us some love. Go follow us on Twitter, guys. Come on, at music2 underscore our ears. Come on. Make sure you do that. Because we'll shout you out. Yeah. Big you up. Want to hear your suggestions. Want to get your feedback. Want to keep this going. This is episode 10. We said episode 10 would be the target. But we're going to keep going. Yeah. But only because it's you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Only because this is what the people need. They need to hear the truth. Yeah. Undiluted. We'll give it to you. Undisputed. Isn't it? But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we will speak to you next week on the Music to Aries podcast. Y'all have a good week now. Bye. Oh, and one more thing before I say my Uh. bye. Make sure you check out Music to Our Ears playlist on Spotify. Updated weekly. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.